What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Jade, and this is the Here Is What We Know podcast, episode 11, the most provisionally approved show on the internet. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and collaborator, Simon Anderson. Simon, what's good, bro? Good afternoon, Jade and Hannah. Lovely to see you again. Yes, it's actually been official, uh, officially announced now. We have the most emergency <laughs> approvals out of any uh, podcast on the internet. Good to see you, Simon. And what's the latest in your world? How are you vibing? You must be loving this weather. Oh, mate, yeah, it's been good. I had a great day today. Got out surfing, got some waves in, was just uh, watching some of the UFC and um, had, had a lovely string of bets going that was... Um, all riding on the uh, final fight, <laughs> and, uh, and um, and I needed the guy to win, who sadly lost in a decision. Oh, so, no. Uh, so no it. bag for Simon this evening. No, 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 no takeaways for dinner tonight. <laughs> I said sandwiches. And my good friend and lovely assistant Hannah is in the studio. Hannah, how are you? Fabulous, thanks. Beautiful weather at the moment. Um, Great to be here with you, you guys tonight. You made any bets lately? No. <laughs> I've only just started getting into it, and I'm probably going to stop soon because you know I had some pretty good beginners luck, but now it's starting to um, not be so lucky. You know, I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, what a what a white privilege sort sort of habit to obtain, I must say, Simon. Well, it's a, it's, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a proletariat habit to pick up. Instead of investing money smartly in banks, I, I go for quick payouts on um, blood sports. Hey, man, if you ever want to talk about crypto, i got to tell you I'm killing it out there at the moment. So all, oh, yeah? all is well in the world of crypto right now. But enough about that. We must get to the question of the day. And just to say to the people at home, these podcasts are interactive, unlike many podcasts that you'll see. So if you're in the chat uh, on Twitch, if you're on the, in the chat on DLive, we will actually see those and we will actually respond. So we'd love to hear from you. And if you're listening right now, we'd encourage you to hit exclamation mark social in the Twitch chat so you can see all of our social media links. Simon, the question of the day, are you ready? Yeah, I'm super ready. Hannah, are you ready? Yeah! Alright, let's do it. Is collective action at the risk of individual safety values-based? Is collective action at the risk of individual safety values-based? Who wants to go first? I'm, I think I need a second to, to, yeah. to digest. I'll leave it there for you to absorb. It, so yeah, it's a bit of it's a bit of word soup. <laughs> I must admit, at the moment, is collective action at the risk of individual safety values based? And you'll be pleased well, pleased to know I did actually check my spelling on this one, Simon, before yeah. I put it up. Didn't turn on your light. Cool. The, I guess the cynic the cynical answer for me is yeah. I guess, but whether those values are any good or not is the question. But there is some value. There's probably some value uh, based in in collective action. You know, uh, the the result of or the cause of uh, collective action, as you said, against the or at the risk of individual safety, is based mm. on the value of protecting everybody over the individual protecting the group over um the the individual rights of a person right so they value they value safety in numbers they value keeping everybody together over um the the rights of the individual so yeah i say it is based in values not values i align with well, I mean, slightly. I mean, I, I still think a lot can be achieved from collective action, but then you're talking about at the risk of individual safety. Yeah. So, uh, and um, 
I would actually say no to answer that. Go on um, then, say no. Tell us why. So the reason why I say no <laughs> is uh, what we're up against right now with Green <coughs> Action being shoved on us and being told that um, that things have to be one way um, to keep other people safe and basically peer pressuring us um, disregarding our our individual values so collective action is not values based it's judged on made on judgment and it doesn't necessarily consider everybody's own values so for me i'd say that um you can only have collective action when it's consented okay so never have i seen a group of people whatever the movement is you you know there are a lot of movements out there some i agree with some i don't agree with all of them undertake collective action by consent so you know maybe i'm a bit on the nose with my question on the week <laughs> of the week this week but yeah collective action can only really be collective action when it's done with consent and when the people within the collective are passionate about it so that's my take Mm. And that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I guess what I'm I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of um, how things are happening right here at the moment, and trying to be forced to have vaccinate vaccination. So um, it's not actually really collective, ac collective mm. um, action, but it's what some people are being mis misunderstood and I, I've had this conversation with some people, they've not understood that the government, just because they're the government um, do not necessarily work in a collective way and it may not be the best thing to actually listen to a collective voice uh, Simon can you ever remember a time where you've been um, forced to act uh, for a collective against your will. Can you think of one single time? Because I was going to say school, like school was something mm. you have to do. But the thing about school is if you don't like the one you're at, you can always move. So I even, yeah. I even defeated my own argument around school because that's the one I was going to put up. Mm. Can you think of one? I mean... <laughs> Maybe the only thing that's close is like, um, I guess, playing in a sports team. Like maybe, like maybe, I mean, this is just personal to me. I can relate to it in terms of doing something like, for the collective will like, against uh, the, or at the risk of my own safety. I guess you know, like maybe I, it's a point in the game where it's it. I feel like it's over. It's not worth fighting for whatever and. Um, I decided to put in an extra effort to try and win the game. Like that's sacrificing myself, I guess, for the collective action of trying to win the game. That's the only thing I can think of that I've been through in my life that's close at all. But like, there's still some true value in why I would want to do that for myself. You know, it, it, I don't know. That's a pretty poor example, but it was the only thing I can think of in my yeah, life. That's that's close. exactly. That, that's sort of where I was going with this and, and just to say you, you know I, I think I've said this on a few streams but I'll say it again you know I really feel for people out there particularly um, in the health and disability and seniors uh, sector that might be looking down the barrel of an impending uh, mandate deadline Simon so our thoughts and wishes go out to everyone affected by that run at the moment um we definitely appreciate that the dis we forgot a window today hannah 
we forgot a window. We definitely appreciate that the decision you've made is a difficult one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think the only reason you should uh, lose your job is if you perform poorly or you uh, decide to move elsewhere. You know, like those are the those are the only really good reasons why you should lose your job is you're a pro poor performer or you've got an opportunity elsewhere. Yeah. You know, or it's not right. Like, yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to lose your job because there's something that you, that you won't do, like um, with your own medicine. body. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about that whole environment a little later on. I want to dig deeper into some of our Prime Minister's comments and then someone very prominent in this rooming space, Mr. Joe Rogan, had a response on that. Um, but Simon, I'm, I'm wondering if you want to go first. I thought we'd start off. Yeah. With yeah, happy to. Other than COVID, would be really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we can uh, start away from the, the um, what do you call the elephant in the room? Yeah, just making sure you're all set. There looks all fine. Just give me two seconds. Cool. Coming over to, coming over to you now. Alrighty, yeah. So, um, for those viewers who might not be from New Zealand or not follow um, international or, or, or rugby um, at all, um, one of our up-and-coming uh, rugby stars passed away a few weeks ago in a car accident, um, and uh, there was a massive outpouring of support um, for his family and his partner and and everybody involved and uh and it's been really it's been really tough uh for lots of people and and he was he was like you know like a real proud maori um rugby athlete you know he wasn't yeah. um just an athlete he was a, he was he was a maori athlete and there was he was a good example for lots of people in that respect um but uh this is something that we that i actually talked about with my father before it was ever a thing it was still just the, um considered a car crash but this Herald article says that the coroner is actually investigating a, a suspected suicide. There's a lot of um, rumors that I've heard about um, uh, some of the situations of the car crash that kind of lead to potentially being a suicide, like um, uh, the place where he's crashed and how you would how his cars ended up and the way that you would need to be driving uh, leading up to that crash to end up in that position, that kind of stuff. Um, leading to a suicide but um there's 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 like a few things obviously with the suicide normally there's got to be some sort of emotional um trigger and um and we were we were we were saying that um he's he's got he's got a, a young kid you know and a young family um that, that he's supporting and uh, he's a rugby player from new zealand and his dream is or his his goal is is the all blacks and um and he 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 didn't make the uh the all black squad this year didn't make it to go on the end of your trip through europe which is happening currently so um uh you know and we, we were saying that if you if you weren't on the trip to europe you're most likely not going to get picked for the world cup squad next year i can't remember the year when was the last world cup never mind but there's another world cup in next year or the year after and um and and yeah normally they, when they do these big tours everybody who's most likely going to end up in that world cup squad goes on those tours to try and build combinations and and chemistry so um you know the the thought goes this guy's got a young family trying to trying to to um you know support them by by making it as an all black and it's not quite making it out so maybe he felt the pressure a little bit and um uh, and yeah there is i guess well when, when it's a murder you call it motive but you know i'm not sure if it's the same in a suicide but there's definitely um there was definitely some stuff not really going too well for him in his life so it's real sad and we may never actually know the true reason or outcome you know we're all just kind of um speculating unless there's some 
note that he left behind that we haven't seen that shows his true intentions. We'll never really know, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tragic situation, really. And it leaves this young family behind. It's really sad. Um, Do you mind if yeah. I speculate for a second? Because I've had my sister in my ear about this uh, mm. story. And I, and I want to say um, for the people at home that are listening to this, I, I really have no background. I don't have any connection to um, Sean Wainui or his partner. I even forget her name. I should, Paige? Page. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. So, my sister keeps saying that he's he was found out for cheating. So, mm. it, so it wasn't necessarily the career stuff. And he felt like he was a little bit boxed in with the reality. Because he knew the person that he was cheating with was pregnant was going to keep the baby and it was going to turn into this whole thing oh yeah that's that is a prime time scandal right there i mean that that that's crazy if that's true i've got no references but i just <laughs> i just want to put it i just want to put it out there that it's something my sister and i uh, had been talking about but then that takes my mind to hello every NBA player ever <laughs> has done that like like it's it's not like it sounds terrible but but I mean this in a manner hunting way mistake like mistakes like that shouldn't be a deal breaker for your entire life yeah absolutely yeah totally yeah there's always the opportunity for redemption yeah as long as you can breathe in and out um yeah yeah so i mean that's tough tough when uh temporary problems uh end up causing permanent solutions yeah can i ask simon mm. sorry how old was he about i think he was a, a year maybe two younger than me because i never played against him at um high school level um, yeah. But he played. He played for Takapuna Grammar. Um, no kidding! Did you know I went there? I yeah, just yeah, thought, yeah. Just thought I'd say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, he. Yeah, I think he was either a year or two. So he would be yeah twenty five, twenty four, maybe. Mm. And the reason why I'm saying that I don't have the huge connection to rugby, but one from what you're saying about a career to then Jade mentioning about. Um, you know, baby, maybe this this lover and this uh, baby. Um, I think you're completely right. There's always a chance for redemption. Okay, he's only 25. What if this baby was born and one, his current child would then have a half-sibling? Um, and there's always a chance for redemption and, okay, you didn't get into the All Blacks, what next for the rest of your could for the rest of your career. There, There's plenty there. of money to be made other places. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of different industries for your for a young strapping dude like you could I don't know, man. It's really terrible. And um Yeah, so you reckon it was career based. He just missed the mark on a couple of occasions. I don't. I just had no, absolutely no idea about the the uh, familial <laughs> stuff. You know, like yeah. he, he he's he's a bit of a, a social media star, and you know, you see his family quite a lot. So it'd yeah. be yeah, it'd be crazy. It was you know quite crazy to think that he'd be um, doing anything to to, to 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 destroy that. So um, yeah, if that that's probably likely. I mean, yeah, athletes quite. Prefer high-paid professional athletes you know, aren't the greatest at being um, monogamous. <laughs> um, but, like, help me with the rugby stuff, so what, mm. like, you you do a bit of analysis on your, your other podcast for other things, so I'm really keen to know like, how far off the mark was this guy? If you were to give, if you were a selector for the New Zealand All Blacks, what what would you be saying? How far away was he? Not not far at all. Like you know, like either like one injury away or 
you know, like a couple of good performances. There's just so much competition for where he plays as a midfield. And, well, he's he's a weird player because his, his he starts in the midfield, but has also got a lot of experience on the wing. And that's not really a common <laughs> um, combination and makes you like a little bit vulnerable if you were to put him on your bench. You know, you're not, it's not a good coverage. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so he's he's a type of player that is fighting to be like the starting um, midfielder and that's trying to get in front of some top quality all blacks like i'm not sure if you know any of them but uh yeah and name um, him off and i'll, I'll probably oh, recognize who's, like, the, who's like, the other kids like anton leonard brown or rico Ioani, um yeah. jack good hit uh who else is up there oh richie moonga yeah i mean like yep um yeah, so there's some really good people there, and and I mean he's he he's a, he he would be solidly playing in the Maori All Blacks every year for the next like you know five years at least, maybe um, and he's that sort of quality. But mm. making it into the All Blacks, I just yeah, I mean he's probably just one one or two positions out of being in the squad. So so close, just not close enough. That must be pretty tough. Dreadful shame, and um... yeah. We want to say that we we realise that suicide can be a triggering subject for a lot of people. So, uh, following this uh, podcast, we will leave links down below to services that you can access uh, in New Zealand around mental health and suicide. So, that, thanks nice. ve- thanks very much for fielding that one for us today, Simon. No worries. Yeah, I think it was um, worthwhile talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's tough talking about a man once he's passed on. So I just want to wish um, mm. nothing but the best family and and to him as well. Hope he rests easy. Yep. Um. So it seems like Joe Rogan has had a bit to say about our prime minister, almost yep. almost suggesting that she's a wee bit of a bully. Uh, yeah, she's an easy target at the moment. <laughs> so, I, I thought it'd be fun. I've prepared a couple of clips uh, for our fans overseas that may not get our same media. Uh, I want to play a clip that will demonstrate exactly where Joe's uh, comment, comments come from. Our Prime Minister was doing a stand-up in Northland, which covers a number of different areas, doesn't it, Simon? We we say Northland is like a blanket, but there's several up there, and um, what she was trying to do is really drum up support for uh, vaccination. I understand that Northland, right at the moment, has some of the lowest uh, vaccination rates uh, compared to across the country. So I'm going to shut up now. We're going to have a look at that clip. And then we'll come back. This this is about making sure that people are able to be out, get the information they need, and if they have questions, that they feel safe to come and ask them and have them answered by a professional. And that's all I keep encouraging. That's what I keep encouraging people. Forgive me, sir. Sir, I'll direct questions across those who are attributed here to be able to answer questions. Uh, if you may, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Um, more cases popping up in Northland, um, and uh, you know it's taking Ministry of Health up to 48 hours to uh, to report to list some of them. Uh, well, people who have tested positive are actually um, saying where those cases are. Uh, is this good enough, uh, or is it a sign of the symptom under a uh, system under a mesh? No, no, it's not. It's simply the fact that in some cases we'll have individuals who don't have a large number, or even many at all. Uh, locations of interest. Uh, that's often because if it's a work site, for instance, uh, then we'll go straight in and test those work site uh, colleagues without necessarily having to advertise that more broadly. So in this case, uh, the individual has had their workmates tested, they've come back negative, um, and as other locations of interest are identified, they're uploaded. But so far, there haven't been many. What's the lesson from the High Court decision regarding the Ministry of Health and Whanau? Yeah. Uh, so look, that decision's just come through. And what I'd say is that we're all actually completely on the same page when it comes to driving vaccinations and making sure that we're doing everything that we can to reach people that we need to. Why 
This is an issue of. This is an issue. Sir, I'm going to ask. I'm going to answer the questions of the accredited media. Sir, I will shut down the press conference if you do not cease. Sorry, to our accredited members of uh, the gallery here, we might move to an inside venue. Unfortunately, we've got someone who's disrupting your press conference today, so we might reconvene. Thank you. Can we use the facility here? Do you know whether or not it's open? Sorry, everyone. We might just try and flop it, go inside, and then hold it there, just so that we can have it in a bit more quiet, a quiet space for you. And if you want to listen to your order and you. So, particularly for you, Simon, that's probably a longer version than you've seen, and I was I was really deliberate in seeking out some of the raw stream. So just to, just before we play the response from Joe, I probably want to draw the attention to the team here and the people at home to a couple of things. So there was a woman screaming in the background. She was obviously a Northland resident. She she was really against uh, the Prime Minister one coming there at all because, you know, tensions are high for Māori in Northland in terms of that, apparently. Um, and also, you like it goes without saying, there was a gentleman uh, from an independent um, American media organization who made reference to a 39% efficacy rate in the vaccination rollout uh, in Israel. Uh, he also started to speak to some of the uh, awful numbers in the UK. Apparently 70% of all vaccinated people uh, are dying. Yeah. Of the people that are dying, 70% of them are vaccinated. So he began to say uh, something along those lines, but he didn't get to finish. The third thing I want to highlight is that our Prime Minister is not used to speaking to media. She hasn't pre-vetted, apparently. Yeah, something I've heard <laughs> a few times is um, is that uh, she 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 pre-approves questions, that like all of these presses and stuff like that, you know, all of the questions that are coming, she the the, the media are already feeding them to her, so she knows what's coming. Um. So, so there's that, and that that was that was pretty mind blowing to watch because I I view our prime minister as trying to be you know a prime minister of the people. So one thing I'd say from that because I hadn't seen it, um, I've watched a few a few international um, streamers, and they're very clear um, that. They are accredited media. You don't need a stamp or a symbol to be accredited. Um, you should be sharing the should, the the people's voice should be heard, and especially finding out the prime minister was shutting down down that. Um, where's the hope for? growth and development so a couple of things um i i get really obsessed with the words that people use at times i, I come from an industry that is just hell bent on getting every word of every document right so it, it's kind of been something that's been forced on me over the years but accredited accredited right so i did some research on what it means to be accredited so there are there are two things you need to do in New Zealand to be accredited. I uh, guess. So, so, yeah. One is you've got to be what one of those organizations taking money from the government from the journalism program. <laughs> and two, you have to be only saying positive stories about COVID and the government. Am I right? I'll, ac I'll accept that list, but that wasn't what I was going to say. 
I will accept that list, but um, there are two things you must do. So, so there is kind of a notification to your local council that you're going to be exploring and asking people questions. So, so there is a there is a document you can get from your local council to say that you're media, and basically it doesn't mean anything. You don't have to qualify it. You, you can get a bit of paper that says you're going to be out in the public asking people questions. You get that from the council. What, what, what I think has happened here with the Prime Minister is she accredited as meaning vetted by her office. Hmm. So literally she's, she's trying to she's trying to dismiss this guy for not being accredited media, but all, all that means is it it's not a qualification. It's merely I didn't invite you here is what she's saying. My my office didn't send you an email saying come along. And to me, you know what that makes me feel? What is the point in a press release? You're trying to promote Stand up, you mean? What is the point in the stand up? Yeah. What What is the point in having press come to Northland to try and promote the vaccine if it's not if it's not just genuine people in the community actually wanting to learn and grow from it? Um, just just before your next clip, I was just gonna also let you know about one. Thing. Oh, I wasn't done with my monologue, but go ahead. Oh, one thing I was just gonna <laughs> say is. Um, through my reading also, I had learnt that Northland and another place, Tarafiri, had have some of the lowest um, vaccination rates. Now, it's not just because of the views of individuals. It's also because their access to vaccines has been a huge thing. So, Oh, they had to privately fund... Yeah. I remember reading. Yeah. So they've had to, um, there's been arranged a kind of a vaccination bus that's now going mm. from these little towns. Um, and so it's not just about people, um, people's choice and control, it's actually the access to it. So the, the way the uh, Prime Minister is selling it, she's saying, well, everyone does everyone is just being a terrible nuisance and why haven't they got it yet before we head off to joe's response um i'll be interested in your views around this simon um i always understood that the media was supposed to be challenging i remember the good old days when the media yelled at you exactly like that ask uncle winston about the media yeah Exactly. I mean, you, you, um, <laughs> in, in, in movies and stuff like that, you, every time there's a scene where there's a politician in press, it's just like this wave of people <laughs> with microphones screaming at them saying, What do you think about puppies and nuclear warfare? Answer our fucking question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now they just sit around nicely and go oh Jacinda please pick me I have a question that you liked I can ask I can ask you it you liked it remember and I, I don't know that this is not news or entertainment this is just Jade saying stuff but <laughs> I think she has a real demeaning kind of way like a real teacher vibe about her like she's telling you the truth and you don't know anything, and that makes me really uncomfortable. Do you have an opinion yeah, well, about that, that, Simon? Have you observed that? Yeah, uh, a cynical, a cynical black pill approach to that would be that 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 is on purpose so that it gives everyday folk the uh, social proof to hound their friends and to other the people mm. in their lives that haven't got the vaccine vaccine yet because it. Because her behaviour makes it okay for them to to discount those people as written off and um, you know never joining the group kind of thing, which is dangerous. Then you know once once you consider you know there's a whole bunch of science and psychology around. Once you consider somebody outside a group, um, there's a lot of morals and values that you discard for that person. 
our prime minister likes being in the media. She's been in the mm. on the late show uh, a couple of times, and, and when the host came to New Zealand, she picked him up, and it was this whole media whole thing, tourism thing, yeah, yeah, and it was it was really great for her um, numbers and stuff like that, and it, and it made me. It made me kind of ill because I'd never quite seen the entertainment world overlap like that with New Zealand politicians. You see it all the time in a, in uh, America. Um, you know, um, Michelle Obama and President Obama have gone on the Ellen Show a couple of times, so it's not uncommon for them. John uh, Key went on the went on. Um... Oh, late no. show. He no, actually show. did. Oh, yeah. He actually did. Fair yeah. enough too. But it's it's not so common for our culture. We don't really connect with that. We don't really look for our politicians to be on entertainment television. We don't elect movie stars like America does. No, not like uh, old Arnie over there. But I, well, I, Ronald Reagan. Oh, true. He was an actor. I actually forgot that. Thank you, Simon. Mm. Um, yeah, I did. That's very important to world history. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was an actor. So I just want to play Joe Rogan's clip because, mm. as usual, big fan of Joe. Uh, totally on the money with his comments, I think. And he had this to say about our Prime Minister. He's running New Zealand. If she even gets asked questions at press conferences, and people yell out questions, he goes, "We're going to shut this down. We're going to shut this down if you keep yelling out." And oh, then she wow. just leaves. She She's goes, like a lady Trump. Credited, credited press only. And so she leaves. Like she, she took the fucking press conference indoors because they were yelling out about uh, the vaccine program that they have in Israel. How it's not working, and about the vaccinated people account for a vast percentage of the people that are testing positive and even deaths. And so this guy's yelling that out. But what about this? You, like you're you're yelling out about this vaccine program. You want everybody to be vaccinated. Tell us what you know about how it's failing in Israel. And she's, we're going to just shut this down if you keep with a big smile on her face. <laughs> like they have ultimate power now. Yikes! They, they have the power to shut down businesses, keep people in their homes. It's not as simple as just protecting people. It's also they have power. So when they have power, they fucking like it, man. That's they the reason why they run. Those, kind, those are the power. kind of people that run for governor and mayor in the first place. They enjoy telling people yeah. what to do. They're dorks. They, well, they like being the king. They want to be bullies. I like being the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when not knowing anything about politics was normal? So, absolute... Um, what do you what do you call that? A takedown, uh, an own of our prime minister, completely just you, you know making a mockery of what she thought was a situation under her control to the to the international uh, media, and you can call Joe Rogan media. His name made a name for himself. She's Absolutely, a, she's an absolute mockery of governance he's he's almost mainstream media if you went on pure yep. like numbers yep. and viewership you know yep so yeah there's, there's a lot of people <laughs> that, that follow what he says and and, and agree with him um yeah it, it, there's there's a lot of people that think people in disagreement are like this little minority i think there's some people who will be slightly shocked when they s see in the next you know few weeks to a month just how many people are actually not on board with what's going on um yeah yeah and i i think you know i'd be interested to take some time and get those israel numbers i don't have them for the uh, show today, but I definitely want to get some references and look at that. But I don't think any question from anyone should be shunned. However, do I know what it's like to be a prime minister and be in a media scrum like that? You would naturally need some kind of order, but I, I'm uncomfortable with the idea that the prime minister gets to preview questions before they're asked and preview who gets to ask them and what i'd say to that too is like we gotta 
a fair few conferences, you could say, or um, engagements, and they will typically have, you know, well-known questions um, ahead of time. So, we was it clearly identified that she she could have actually been taking questions from people that she hadn't actually have previously the questions something mm, like that yeah um and what i was also thinking listening to joe you know um jacinda um our prime minister built up a bit of a name for herself and was um you know on lit up on buildings as being this um queen and goddess for the way that she dealt with a tragedy in in our country. Oh yeah. And so then, Hannah's making reference to Christchurch and the photo with the burka, the hug, you remember that yeah. time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew what she was talking yeah. about. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. She was um you know the multi countries were actually learning about us and learning about Jacinda and in a really positive light, and look now, parent. I'm not dismissing um, Joe's comments at all, and I say good on him. But uh, does she actually recognise her actions and the way that she conducts herself? No. So I don't have a clip for this, and I at this right at this point in time, I would be ad libbing in terms of my recall of the quote, but. Our Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robinson was asked to make uh, comments on Joe's Joe's comment to give a reaction. He called him far right. Yep. So so you you went right to where I was going to go, and um, yeah. Joe is probably the least far right person that I know. He's he's very liberal, but also likes to have like facts about things he's not immune to facts no and he's 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 a lot of he's all for collective action in in a grassroots sense you know he's not he's not a true conservative person he's a lot of what he says um and the way he acts is very left of center you know like he's got very liberal drug policy positions and um, hey man, he, he smokes he, weed on the show. You know, you yeah. can't you can't get more left than that, really. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he's only far right in description by people who claim to be on the far left. <sighs> yep. So the deputy prime minister, I, I think the quote goes somewhere along the lines of, "We're not too worried about a far right podcast." And their views about New Zealand policy, we are interested in getting the vaccine to New Zealanders. That's what we focus on. I think I think the quote was somewhere along those lines. Yeah, yeah I think he did it justice. Yeah, so um, couldn't get a clip for that, but really interesting that they went immediately to the labelling of far right. And they also mm. called the gentleman... Um, that that was calling out far right as well. Now, now, do I condone calling out as a way to get answers? Not necessarily, but but I think he was his energy came from the Māori woman behind him that was obviously very emotional, very upset, and she actually at one point during the stand up broke out in waiata. So I didn't know that. She was connecting with some sort of um, some sort of spirit or whole order. Yeah, definitely. She she was really connected, really in there. And this is my opinion. She seemed like a really young mum. Like like this, this wasn't a fire that we used to seeing by any means. Um, this was a yeah. This was a young woman. Good on her. Yeah. Now that's awesome. That's true Moldy styles. Yeah. No. Scare them off quieter. <laughs> yeah, no, I take my hat off and, you know, I say again for probably the thousandth time, my position is the, the right to choose and the right to explore other options. And on that note, I'm really excited for a potential guest. We're not going to say now, Simon, but 
um, interesting emails over over the weekend. We should have someone really, really interesting to talk to. I'm going to be yeah. smiling ear to ear when she's on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If all goes well, we should have somebody uh, incredibly based to join us. Um, <laughs> and it shall be, it shall be, it should be a fun time. Um, just with like the the way that press situation was handled the best thing for her to say would be um sir please wait your turn you know like if she wanted to take his take his question and just say sir wait your turn and then if he continues to be disruptive then all is fair but it was the fact that because his question was delivered in that sense right because it can't Mm. be the content of the question that that meant Mm. Uh, she didn't want to answer it right she would never admit to the content of that question being the reason that she didn't want to answer it so it had to have been the delivery so if it was the delivery then all she would have said is please sir wait your turn and i'll get to your question Um, the fact that she you know didn't do that makes me think that maybe it was the content of the question that was the reason for her shutting him down like that and sorry hannah to add to that though simon what i was going to say is I have heard her on her stand-ups. Um, Shutting him down like that. In the hive. To add to that, sorry, though, Simon, sorry, what sorry, I was sorry, going sorry. to say. Sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> in the beehive, uh, that she will literally say, sorry, Sarah, I'll just come to you next. I'll just go to this person, and then I'll go to your question. So she does do that. It's not foreign for her to actually mm. identify somebody and say i'll come to you next yeah exactly it was a bit out of character almost accredited press only i've never seen that it should i've never heard it it's bollocks it means nothing it's pointless it literally means nothing and um like you said simon if she said hey mate you know we're doing this in an orderly way hold on hold on (laughs) a second i'll come to you that that would have been a totally acceptable answer yeah awesome i believe we have one more story uh before we get to the top of the hour and hannah this is your one right interesting yes. interested to see what hannah's brought to the table. <laughs> me too uh, i actually had a preview so it's it's a little bit juicy for all Ooh. the wrong reasons oh it's really annoying actually so, Hannah, over to you. So, the reason why I'm bringing you this story today is <laughs> I want it to be other, something other than coronavirus. So, yeah. um, the interesting thing is, I don't have facts on this right now, but, you know, same day, we also came, there was also another story that came out saying that we're at the highest um, unemployment rate ever so far in New Zealand. And then, right now, uh, the police, the government, has identified that they have um, their budget to create a brand new hat is 600k for baseball caps. And this is just the prototype version. This is just the prototype version. Uh, there's all these people who are struggling out there that's not the cost to fit out every police officer with the baseball cap yeah it is you're telling me obviously there's a prototype so but that's they're they're rolling it out as a first iteration was their comments in the story oh yeah so so there could be another run which would be another budget allocation of similar amount I'm thinking, right, the government's scratching their heads <laughs> and saying, how do we pay for these people who are unemployed? And we know um, that there will be a fair few people that will um, not... Um, that may lose their jobs because of the mandates. Now, I think baseball caps for the police, when they already have hats... Um, uh, they actually do already have hats. They do have I, multiple hats. Am I and just a black guy over here really confused about this? Or <laughs> like? It literally says in the article that they already have hats and they it, they would not disclose the current budget 
um, that they have for their allocation. So. Um, no, no. The story said initially they weren't prepared to release the stuff. Uh, what the budget allocation was, but after a complaint to the ombudsman, we know people in the ombudsman, Simon. After a complaint to the ombudsman, um, they had to because it was for the public interest, and it turned out to be six hundred. Yeah. So, weren't they desperately like clawing out for more funding to get? Because they were saying they desperately needed more police officers on the force. Oh, mate, yeah. they I'm got... sure that. They got that through the COVID response fund, out of those billions of dollars. They got and then they're spending, they're spending it on, um, on hats. Yeah, COVID's just been the perfect cover for every part of every government to just run up inflation or loan lots of money for, um, you know, all of this. We keep everybody at home. We shut everybody down, and we just print money. Yeah. So Hannah, what's your take? Is is this a, is this a good use of money? Is this an expected use of money? Is this what is this? Poor use of money. Uh, funding to the police that you know who actually those who actually take care of our citizens and do the positive thing. Not actually. Um, I don't care what they wear. Really, it's it's basic. What they have now is good. Don't and we've got a whole lot of people who are unemployed right now. How about putting that six hundred k into actually making sure we can support people to not just their benefits, but actually how we can support them to um, more organisations to be getting back into work and employing more people and not them just failing. Such a random story, and, and I'm just waiting for the comments on YouTube to say, Hey, Jade, slow news day or something, you got to pick on the police. Oh, uh, so that is <laughs> the thing I was going to say. Is, uh, the reason why I actually chose this story was because um, I'm not an expert in rugby, and I felt that it is actually very hard to find something that is not coronavirus um, based um, now it's very much all all across like our main top four media sites um, you know you pick the coronavirus and, and for me who's um, you know visually impaired I try and do things the easiest way and make sure I look on the main page and it's just all corona all coronavirus so it's like wow where's the diversity in media where why do I have to be stuck in um stuck in one mode it's like so are you defending our slow news day or I'm saying in, <laughs> not just the slow news day, I'm just saying in general. It's like I saw another story that I was going to talk about. I thought, wow, this looks cool. And then I realized um, what it really was about. It was about um, announcing psychologists have been, have been explaining why... Um, people do and what it means that people bake during lockdowns of of COVID. Okay, well, while you're on this random tangent, you may as well stay there then. Why do they bake? It's basically to distract them from their current environment and what is the, their restrictions and maybe their, their possibilities to think back to what could be possible oh, very interesting so so a way of going back to and i felt that story was almost a bit too far-fetched it's like you're trying to create a story out of something yes they're probably doing that but you're trying to create a story to make it all right like fishing fishing and explaining yeah mm. I tell you what, like if 
have you heard about what what happened at the the Travis Scott concert today, Jade? Yes. Seen on top of the, uh, the yes, news. that that is something we could have covered as well. I was going to ask you about that, but yes, I do know what happened. So yeah. a couple of reports say someone died. Do we know if that was actually the case? Yeah, death totals up to eleven so far. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Un- unconfirmed reports saying the death toll was much further, uh, much larger. Like I, there was a um a post from a, a girl who actually climbed up onto the cameraman's post uh, uh, like, um, tower yep. and was screaming at him saying that there's dead people on the ground. But she wrote out a massive post and she was saying there was just layers. She saw there was layers of people and because everybody was so tight and as soon as the music starts going loud, everybody condenses up towards the front and then it basically like elastic bands and everybody goes pushing back and then the same thing happens again. And so basically you can't just kind of keep your feet in the same spot. The whole crowd moves in this one big ocean of people as they all jump yeah. around and you're sealed you're sealed in to the people all around you. Wow. And all it takes is you for you to stumble or for a direction, you know, push to come from a different direction. As soon as you hit the deck, people fall on top of you and then there's no way you're ever going to get back up and you just get trampled and that's what happened it's just the person described it as sinkholes which is pretty correct because as soon as one person goes down they just pull all the, the each other in and um mm, yeah amazing. pretty horrific event. Mm. maybe we can cover that a bit more fully next week we'll get some clips think- of the assignment and do that there's some pretty, yeah, I mean, there's some rough clips of like kids doing CPR in the crowd, you know, like multiple groups of people doing CPR all at the same time. Wow. Yeah. And we'll see because they, they, yeah, some people say that the death toll has got to be way higher. So we'll see in a week's time how this, the story develops. But yeah, you just wouldn't think that kind of stuff happens at, um, you know, this day and age. People should be able to run concerts better. But there was, you know, talks of um, massive amounts of people. Uh, getting it illegally so maybe there was far too many people there than um there was supposed to be and that 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 can you know uh, change an event pretty quickly who do you think should be held responsible the event organizers the event organizers yeah absolutely well okay it depends on the investigation right there's got to be a failure point if the fact is that there was wasn't enough security there because of and and the less lack of security contributed to being too many people in unsafe crowd environments, well then that's whoever's job it was to book the right number of security guards, you know, then mm. you follow the chain of command up from there. I would completely agree with you too, Simon, because not only is it um, how you described about, you know, concerts, it's the whole thing about how are the concert organisers organising it to be a COVID-friendly environment outside? Well, that, that, that was actually going to be my question, like, so much for COVID. Yeah. 11 deaths by trample and cardiac arrest <laughs> and zero, zero COVID deaths. That, so sounds, that sounds like there was, didn't have two metre spacing or didn't have that that environment to actually um no and there's this weird like sub there's this weird like sub title like part of sub story where like one some random security guard said he felt getting pricked in the neck and then he dropped unconscious and then he had to get revived by a medic giving him naloxone which is like a like a drug you get to find when they od on like heroin and yeah and then the the medic said he claimed to see like a, a needle hole in the guy's neck so some random security guard got dropped apparently and so there's like these rumors of somebody going around injecting people it's weird man crazy stuff um suffice to say i don't go to too many com concerts and if i do i'm in the either accessible area or i try to get in the vip one uh Mm -hmm. for for those uh very reasons i'd get trampled pretty easily i think but we are at the top of the hour, so it's a good place to come to final thoughts. Simon, of the stories today, which one, which one did you were you drawn to the most? Should I say? Um, 
I mean, I'm a sucker for some poor public spending, you know, like <laughs> yeah, that one will always draw me in. Cops making poor um, the budget decisions, the whole spend it, uh, use it or you lose it type deal. Um, that always that always attract me. But um, I I am actually happy that um, the situation in New Zealand is getting more international coverage because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I growing up our whole lives, every time we've watched the news, you've seen places like Gaza and. Um, Israel and Palestine and Iraq and Afghanistan and you Pakistan. see these, yeah, and you see these places and you're like, and you see these families going, help us, save us from this dictator, save us from, save us from this military, this 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 Taliban, whatever, like, and you see them, and then you just, so you see our news covering these other countries that are in strife, and you know, right here in New Zealand, we we we're living pretty cozy but it's good to see other countries i'm just using it as an example it's good to see other countries taking notice of things that are happening in new zealand that aren't you know ideal and and, and helping bring awareness to that and showing the people of new zealand that there is alternative viewpoints there is a scary amount of homogeneity um and and willingness to follow the state's direction in this country the converse of that of course is the fact that we have this kind of media means that things are getting a little bit worse for new zealand so the international community is taking notice i mean what my takeaway from this show uh today which is a kind of a random thought but the importance of uh, independent media. Like I have, a, I have a lot of respect for Joe Rogan. He's got an amazing format. I, I actually aspire uh, for this podcast to one day be something like that. One if day. You, if you look at his um, earliest, like three or four podcasts, they were literally in a room like this with him talking to a computer. So yeah, yeah the, totally you got to start somewhere and heads off to Joe Rogan, heads off to the gentleman who was trying to ask those questions and and probably for the next show, which might align really well for our guest if that becomes a thing, I might find out who the reporter is and just get a sense of where he's actually from so, so we can do a little bit of a deep dive in terms of that. But before we go... Hannah, any final thoughts? Um, I definitely have to agree with both of you. It's it's great to see um, seeing you know New Zealand in in such a a wider view in the media, and you hear that. But it's also one thing I was also thinking as you were saying it. So it's like I remember growing up, and so many times, if ever New Zealand was mentioned we were called australia and <laughs> we weren't actually recognized as new zealand mm. there was this big confusion between the two so i think it's getting better but yes we need to be new zealand and the government need to be accepting independent media and independent um, comments and voices because mm. the voices of the people should be making up how we move forward and actually as Joe said being a bully um just being a bit of a bully being a bully he didn't say that I said that 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 was the upshot of what Ari Ari Shafir Ari Shafir said that I think I think I think um they both Joe and Ari said yeah cover that off then yeah so being a bully (laughs) isn't gonna try and get those last few people to get vaccinated who are drag- who still want to, who are dragging your feet, but it's also accept that there are people that don't want to generally get the vaccine, thank like you. me. Thank you, Hannah. So we're out of time here, folks. Uh, thank you so much for being along, whether you've watched the live stream or you're watching later on on Odyssey or YouTube. 
We very much appreciate your time and attention. Uh, if you want to figure out how to support the show, there are a couple of ways. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, you can hit exclamation mark social in the chat even now if we're offline and it'll provide you with our social links or they will all be provided uh, down in the description below. Anyway, that's enough talking for me. Uh, from me, thank you for being a part of the channel. Thank you for being a part of the journey. And Simon? Please stay awesome. And we'll see you in the next one.